You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Chris Frozen. I'm joined by Joyce Inc. Joyce, I am in the Blair Witch Project right here. You are. We are back in 1999, apparently, which is the, the first year of movies if you go by the Oscars cheer yes. moment nominees. So. Yes, they, oh, they, went all, they threw it all the way back for the Oscars cheer moment to the Matrix uh, for bullet time. That was when movies first yeah. started, not... Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I love the year 1999. It was great. Um, but I was not aware that was the first year of movies. It was a great, you know, I mean, it's hard to remember all the way back to 1999. That's true. There you go. Yeah. Uh, no, Joyce, we're not here to talk about Oscars hashtag cheer moment, though. I would wonder, can dream girls win in that in that competition? I mean, among you know, the competitors. congratulations to J-HUD for breaking into, you know, the the superhero uh, matrix. Yes. With stranglehold. <laughs> that I mean, list. when I think of cheer moments in cinematic history, I think Avengers Assemble. And then Dream Girls. So mm-hmm, uh, I'm sure. weighing on that. Great job, uh, Oscars. But yeah. no, we're not here to talk about the Oscars cheer moment. We're here to talk about the Screen Actors Guild Awards, which just finished up. That's why I'm doing this in the pitch black of night <laughs> uh, with the, my my Amazon ring light. And, and you're doing it in a nicely lit room. Which uh, is but, just like my living room light. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Screen Actors Guild Awards, a lot of fun. Uh, Joyce, what were your top? We're going to start with the film and we're going to we'll do the TV at the end. Uh, but film, uh, you know, Coda won. Maybe most Ensemble. important, that's why it's last. Yeah, so, it's last yeah. in our heart. First, <laughs> last in the show, first in our hearts, right? Uh, no, Coda won Best Ensemble. If you're just watching this and like, what won? Coda won Best Ensemble, Will Smith, Best Actor, Jessica Chain, Jessica Chastain, Best Actress, uh, Ariana DeBose, Best Supporting Actress, and Tony, Troy Kotzer for Best Supporting Actor. But Joyce, Coda, Best Ensemble winner. I, I said Coda. We talked about this last week. I was in yeah. on Coda, in on Troy Kotzer. I got two for two. It, it went two for two when I was like, is it strong enough to go two for two? And it was. And, you know, I completely bombed like both sides. I think I only got Ariana right on this because you convinced me to change to Shang-Chi and stunts. <laughs> so we both ate it on Shang-Chi. I, I yeah, apologize. But I, I just decided I was I was prepared to bomb because I was like, I'm going to try something new and just like keep what I had like from January 12th and because there were just a lot of strong arguments for everyone or like, you know, the top contenders basically. And, right. you know, ensemble was a mess. Um, ensemble was then, tough. Yeah. So yeah. Um, nothing really totally surprising though, even though I only predicted one of them to win, but like everyone else I had in second. So. Exactly yeah. right. I was not surprised by any of the film winners. I would say uh, for Coda, I picked Coda to win. Watching the show, I felt like after Troy Troy Kotzer won, and then after they did the uh, the coda, like you know, not uh, a clip from the film or whatever, uh, when they came out for that, I was like, oh, this is gonna win. I just felt like it was gonna win. And if it wasn't gonna win, like we had talked about, I really felt like King Richard was the alternate. You could just tell. I feel like for me, when I'm watching these shows, I'm like, you could just tell what's gonna like has any kind of momentum. The other movies felt like they weren't even in contention. Like Belfast, uh, you, you like up. to grade the applause meter. Yeah, I do. And I'm like in the room, like I was like, Belfast might as well not have existed in the room. Same with like, don't look up. And then House of Gucci actually had the best clip, I would argue. Their clip package was awesome. So good for them. You know, the House of Gucci, it's it's uh, marketing material, like it's trailers and everything. Yes. And, and that montage tonight, uh, A plus. 
incredible. And you know, the, the movie Jared. is a little dicey, but the marketing material is top notch. And they sure. even got Jared Leto and uh, Lady Gaga to come out and do boof. They said boof. Amazing. Amazing. Great moment. Uh, but no, so I felt like Coda or King Richard were like the two top ones in the room and Coda won. And it was a well, great also it, it speaks to what we've talked about before, how Coda and King Richard are the crowd pleaser films of the year, not necessarily Belfast, which has been its tag since like Telluride. Correct. And I think we like we've talked about SAG with 160,000 members, SAG-AFTRA. Uh, it definitely is going to lean towards crowd pleaser. And I would say Coda is definitely in keeping with recent winners in the ensemble category, including last year, I think Chicago seven would qualify as a crowd pleaser, or at least even if it doesn't seem like it is, it kind of ends on like a weird crowd pleasing moment. I would they, argue. They the hand yeah. They're literally like, it's, it's a strain. It's, it's fine. Like whatever black Panther, obviously hidden figures, uh, little miss sunshine back, which I think is the comp for Coda for sure. And, and there you go. So Coda off to the races. We were in our, in our slack here. I saw people wondering if, if Coda is the, now the number two, uh, no. Power of the Dog Oscars, and I said to you, "What if Coda just straight up wins Best Picture?" Uh, I don't want to get too high on the SAG supply, but I, do you know, want- I mean, I'll, I'll move Coda up. I mean, it went two for two. It went two for two, and it only at the Oscars it has Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, this is not here. Time. Let me so and Best. Yeah, this is an ensemble yeah. award. Right. Best Picture obviously is for like the film itself. Yeah. So a SAG ensemble only has of the previous uh, 26 winners. They only have a 12 out of 26 correlation. This award did not exist at the first SAG award. So it started in the second. Um, And then they've been mismatching a lot in the last five years. So the only match uh, in the last five years is Parasite, which was like lightning in a bottle. Right. You know, like last year. I don't think Coda is Parasite. No, I think Coda is more like a hidden figures to me. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I definitely think it's going to be strong. I wish it would have gotten more. I think for it to beat Power of the Dog with its 12 nominations, it needed another one or two nominations. It needed. Yeah, like it has director. three, like nothing. But it should have been able to get song, song over or, like Down to Joy. <laughs> song or best editing or, you know, any any kind of like additional category beyond or even like pulling marley even though she was kind of like really you know in the skids like later on um in the season but you know um but yeah and then also in the last five years uh at sag they did not nominate shape of water for ensemble right did not nominate green book for ensemble did not nominate nomad land for ensemble but we expected that anyway so yeah yeah so i i'm not i'm not ready to move coda to first yet but I do think, like we have talked about, it is definitely the crowd. I think Dan and King Richard are the two crowd pleasers of the race. Though I wonder, I don't know if you were watching, uh, and we were texting back and forth this weekend, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, enthusiasm for West Side Story as, as it heads to streaming. Yeah. And I wonder... Um, uh, I have a lot of thoughts on that. I don't want to derail this. Maybe we do this on Wednesday because that's also when it hits HBO Max and like Disney+. Plus. I, have, I have a lot of thoughts. So, so <laughs> perhaps we could table that for that. We'll table, yeah. I'm just saying there's going to be other options besides uh, Coda to to take down if it will power the dog, but it was a great night for Coda. One person I say, I I actually think, well, Coda, I don't think is going to maybe win best picture. I do think that tonight put Troy Kotzer in the driver's seat for best supporting actor. We had talked about this last week. I think he is like an incredibly engaging uh, presence. Uh, His performance is beloved. It's a great movie that people really like. And if you go through the nominations, Power of the Dog is going to win a ton of Oscars. Coda could arguably not win any. 
And I do think it's like actually really liked, even though it only got three nominations. And I think he would be the one to win because I don't believe that Sean Hader probably will beat uh, Jane Campion and best adapted screenplay. Like we were just saying for best picture, it's got an uphill battle there, but I think Troy Kotzer could really beat up, uh, make a play on Cody. He's going to beat up Cody Smith McPhee. No, I think he could beat Cody Smith McPhee uh, at the Oscars, Joyce. Um, You know, I, I I don't think he's going to win BAFTA. I mean, it'll be like really, I mean, obviously great for him if he does. Um, I, I think Cody can still win BAFTA and, or maybe even like Karen Hines win BAFTA. Mm -hmm. You know, it like it, the the funny thing is, is like I know everyone is gonna compare Troy's win here to uh, Yoon uh, last year because you like people weren't really expecting her to win SAG because since the merger with SAG uh, with AFTRA, they've never awarded a foreign language and non English language performance, and she won that. And but I can't describe it. But last year even before she won SAG, I was always, I felt like she was going to win BAFTA and I didn't need her winning SAG for me to feel like she was going to win BAFTA and the Oscar. And with Troy, I don't know if he can win BAFTA. Obviously if he wins it, then it's like, Oh, he's going to win the Oscar, you know, but uh, what I think uh, this win tonight solidified for him is he's going to win critics choice. Like I think if Cody had won tonight, I feel like critics choice would have tied the two of them. So he's going to end up with Critics' Choice. I think you're right. I think, and I think he'll win. He has a SAG, obviously. I could see, uh, I actually think Kieran might win, Kieran Hintz might win BAFTA. I, I do mm-hmm. think we're like trending towards that. And I guess it's possible that Cody Smith McPhee could then be like, you know, just come in there and not having won, won a ton of Critics' Prizes. Obviously, he's a huge front runner early on and then win the Oscar. I don't think it's like out of the question, but I just think like when you're like, it, I feel like when I'm sitting here watching these shows, I'm like, of course he's going to, you know what I mean? It just, I just watching it happen. You're like, Oh yeah, of course that Troy Kotzer won. And I just think that's going to happen at the Oscars. I don't know. I just, well, I think the other thing is, is like clearly actors are here for Coda. It won two awards tonight. Uh, Troy, I guess maybe could dominate the acting branch when it comes to the winners of the Oscars. But then what about the rest of the membership? Like, are they also going to vote for him when, Power of the Dog has 12 nominations or, you know, even like Kieran Hines, who's like a veteran character actor, like similar nominee profile to Troy as well. I think that's true. But I'm wondering now if like, because we had talked about this, like, I think in our column, maybe on Friday, like Troy and and Kieran are like kind of like in the same character boat because they're like the Uh paternal figures. But I'm now wondering, having watched the SAG Awards, if like Jacody and uh, and and Kieran end up in the same boat because they're like the, you know, if the actors are in the tank for Troy, the, the like the Academy at large is going to split between Cody and, and Kieran because of like the similar, or because obviously Belfast is a strong Oscar nominee as well. And maybe there are some people who are going to be wowed by that performance and some by Cody. And then kind of like Troy sneaks in on the strength of the actors. I, I just think the other thing is I just don't believe that Cody is going to leave without winning an Oscar because I do think it's like really, really well liked and I don't know where else it could win. So that was, well, yeah, this is its best place to win. That's really it. So that's kind of why I'm going to end up probably picking him to go all the way. And I thought his speech was wonderful. I thought his speech was like, yeah, his speech was great. We knew his speech would be good if he were to win. The speeches Um, were awesome tonight. I would say Uh, amazing speeches. Um, The thing I'll say about like (laughs) Kieran 
like possibly upsetting Cody or going after the same demo. I don't think that's accurate, even okay. if it's like they're the top two best picture front runners, because like clearly, you know, the acting branch at least was not like here for Belfast. Like it, right. You know, only got a Kieran in supporting actor. And then we got the Judy Dench, Katrina Balf swap there. <laughs> and meanwhile, like power of the dog, got four acting nominations, you know, the Jesse Plemons coattail. So right. like, I think Power of the Dog is, is stronger overall than Belfast. I think yeah, Belfast not winning anything at all tonight uh, works in Power of the Dog's favor overall for its, for best picture. Like Power of the Dog obviously did not win anything either, but also kind of expected. It's just like how we expected it not to make ensemble at SAG. Right. So. And if it wasn't going to win Cody, I didn't have it winning anything because I was like, I don't think Benedict. Yeah, like, win. yeah, like Benedict was never winning here. I, Kirsten was not going to win, unfortunately. Right. Um, like, supporting actress just locked for Ariana. So. Yeah, it, it, that that category feels like it's wrapped up. We could, yeah. I feel like that's going to be one they give away early in the show, probably even before cheer moment, and then just, she's just going to win and, and go home. Do you think they thought about like, you know, making that one of the eight in the pre-show It's like, it's just locked for her. I mean, honestly, <laughs> no they would have, they actually could have, but I'm sure they would have gotten just destroyed. If they, if actors are the most important. Okay. You can't cut yeah, them. It's true. Uh, no, I definitely think that one's locked and nothing. And so that was, that was the, uh, so, so Troy, uh, and those are the two supporting categories. So you're going to stick with Cody. I don't think it's obviously, it's not, I, I wonder we'll see. I mean, I have Cody for now. Like we still have BAFTA. We see yeah. what happens BAFTA. I, I, get the, I, I change I, it as we move along. <laughs> I think I think we'll see in the odds uh, that that race narrowing now. I think a lot more people. Oh, people have Troy. definitely switched to Troy since the show uh, ended. Tro- Tro- like Tro- for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're recording this at like ten thirty on the East Coast. <laughs> I'm sure by tomorrow morning, uh, Monday morning, it'll be. Uh, but this is great. Like I don't like sweeps. I don't like the same winners yeah. in every category. Like even though I. Like, this is my eternal dilemma. Like, I don't want sweeps. Um, no offense to any of these actors. It's just more exciting for us when there's not a sweep. But then, you know, sometimes I'm predicting something that constitutes or contributes to a sweep. Right. So It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I would say this about the last thing on supporting actor, I guess, before we talk about it more, probably in a million times between now and the Oscars. Uh, I think that Cody, more than Troy, actually needed to make I feel like because of this, the way the season is played out without a lot of televised stuff, this is like the first major big award show that was like on TV that felt like a pre-pandemic kind of event. Uh, and that was just like, you're watching these speeches. I think a guy, an actor like Cody maybe needed a moment to like not introduce himself. Cause like we talked about, he's not like a newcomer and he's been in a billion things and like, is like pretty, you know, he's like almost 30 and it's not like a kid. Uh, well, I think he needed 25. like... <laughs> Sure. He's not like June Hill. You know what I mean? He's not like a kid. Uh, I don't know. I think he needed like a little, like a uh, little FaceTime uh, with the, with not just the actors, but like the TV audiences. And I think Troy has gotten that because he's been very, very out front and done a lot of interviews and all these different things. And you're kind of like, well, well, Cody's done interviews too, but yeah, he uh, has not had a chance to give a televised speech yet. Right. But I think although, that you know, um, you know, no shade, but like how many people are watching <laughs> the SAG Awards? It's going to be in, in the dozens, certainly. I would believe like we're already two of them. So we, we loved it. We loved it. It yeah. was great. Uh, so those are the supporting categories in the lead in lead categories. We talked a lot about best actor, Will and Andrew Garfield. I thought you made great points for Andrew Garfield. I almost switched. I was literally, uh, we, I went through it and I was like, 
I should really. I just I had to go down with the ship because I have had him since December, and you know, like the I mentioned this last week. Um, my, uh, a friend of a friend who is in SAG. Um, I, I found out his picks, and he did vote for Andrew. So um, I was and I was listening. I was listening back to what you were saying, and I was like, "Wow, Joyce is so right." And I was like, it really is going to be crazy if Andrew Garfield doesn't win. And I almost switched it, but I was like, I'm going to stick with Will because if I switch off, I'll be so no, upset. Will was, is the smart choice. I just, I just had to go down the ship. And then I was like, if, like I said last time, if I switched off of him and he actually won, like I would hate right. myself. Right. So, so uh, and this was his best chance to win something. Like he can't, obviously he can't win BAFTA and right. I don't think he's winning the Oscar. So, so now we're going to go into BAFTA with Will and Benedict as like the top two. And then Oscars, I still, so I think this really helped Will Oh yeah, this this basically I think locked it up for him. Like that was a good speech. It's really good. Like Denzel really was the speech. first one to stand up for him. Really good and, speech. And then that was that was another reason not to sound like another hack, but I was like, <laughs> that was when I was like Will's winning the Oscar because Denzel was hyped for him. Denzel yeah. was so in on it and he was well, like <laughs> like also remember, I think it was probably was it even September? Oh my god, it was so early that I think it was Esquire, maybe GQ, one of those uh Will Smith profiles. And you know, very extensive. It was also uh, pegged to his book that came out in November oh, yeah. around the same time as King Richard. And you know, within that profile, he talked about like his relationship with Denzel and how he like talks to him and like gets like advice from him and stuff. And uh, and you know, Will turned fifty in twenty eighteen, and like Denzel told him like your fifties are great because it's like the fuck at fifties, right? <laughs> so like they're pals. So like it makes sense, complete sense that Denzel is totally hype for him and Denzel's probably voting for him too at the Oscars. I get the feeling that he is. Denzel was like, I've never, I've honestly not seen Denzel that thrilled about something in a long time. Oh yeah, for sure. This is, this, it kind of reminds me of, remember when like Jennifer Lawrence like did not care to win at all for American Hustle because it was like right after Silver Linings Playbook and she was very well aware that she should not be winning two Oscars at 23. So she was basically like campaigning for Lupita Nyong'o. Like I'm pretty sure that J-Law voted for Lupita that year. I'm sure. And I think Denzel is like in on Will. I think he's like I beat Will once for training. Yeah, him. like he can exact revenge. It's cool. It's fine. Completely fine. Yeah. And I was like, Will's speech was great. I thought his speech was so on point. And I think the crowd uh, really warmed to him. You know, I mean, like it was like a, a solid speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the yeah. shout out to Orisine, which, you know, my, my favorite Williams. She's the best. I love Orisine. Love the shout out to Orisine. Yeah. Love the shout out to Anjane Ellis. And like, you know. And Venus was un- there. Yeah. Unjustly not nominated by SAG somehow. Anjane. Still, still weird. <laughs> And I love that uh, Demi uh, and 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 Sanaya, uh, Sydney and Demi Singleton. He, he gave nice shout outs to as well. Really good speech. I was like, Will's winning. Great. Can't wait. Love Will. Give Will Smith an Oscar. Very in on. Yeah, like I think I think Benedict is still winning BAFTA. I do too. Yeah. But I don't think Will's going to. I don't know how Will would stop. Uh, what would stop Will from winning the Oscar at this point? I don't know. And especially because King Richard, like we had talked about, really did. Not a little bit overperform, I think, at the Oscars. It got six nominations, the best editing nomination, screenplay nomination, which it easily could have not gotten those two. Mm -hmm. And that it did, I feel like, shows that there is a lot of embrace of that movie. And I think that's just going to help. It's it's actually like a crowd pleaser. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's a a very enjoyable movie. Uh, And then best actor stories. We love it. I know they said last week they're going to make, you know, they made a point to stick it to Steven Soderbergh and be like, with best picture last. But I got to say, they should really rethink it and just throw Best Actress I'm last. I'm telling you, if they had said Best Actress last, everyone would be like, that's, that's totally fine. With this if idea. they really want to embrace the cheer moments, uh, Best Actress should be last because it is unhinged as usual. Uh, so, just so happy. 
you know, it's funny. You were about, you were a little bit ahead of me, I think on the, the feed. So we were on Slack and you were like all caps, I think like chaos. And I was like in my head when I, you, when you just knew Nicole lost. <laughs> well, I knew Nicole lost and I actually thought Lady Gaga won. <laughs> That would have been maximum chaos. That would, yeah, that was a maximum chaos. Oh my god! But no, Jessica Chastain won. Uh, we had talked about her as like a really, she was really campaigning for it. I feel like for SAG, she was and like, a very oh, SAG friendly performance. Very SAG friendly performance, and we had talked about it for a while as like a potential to win at SAG. Neither one of us predicted her. No, I we stuck with Nicole. Went down with the ship. Uh, Nicole Kidman seemed very pleased that Jessica Chastain won. Nicole Kidman uh, still hasn't won a SAG for film pretty remarkable what's it gonna take i feel like i don't know uh so now i don't know what to think of best actress i don't know if jessica Chastain can win but she could i, I, I need to like think about this more I, I need a couple more sleeps on this maybe we'll we'll talk more about this on wednesday <laughs> i think i would say this one of the prevailing early narratives i've seen is that does this push Kristen stewart into it now because if you're arguing like none of the nobody whoever wins a bafta uh very deserving winner whatever that might be uh, will not affect the Oscar race because none of the Oscar nominees are nominated at BAFTA somehow. Uh, so now you're going to go into Critics' Choice Awards where they'll probably put like a, a four-way tie maybe between Olivia Coleman, Kristen Stewart, uh, Jessica Chastain. No, and, and this, this would just give, it's like similar to like Troy and Cody. Like I think Jessica wouldn't hear. Um, basically just locks up Critics' Choice for Kristen Stewart. And because if like Nicole had won, it would be like, is it, is it going to be a tie? Yeah, or just or solo Kristen, you know, um, but yeah, we could have different winners everywhere again, which is what I want. So, so I, Kristen wins at, at Critics Choice. That'll like, and if it's a good, you know, that would which is the same day as BAFTA. <laughs> yeah, that would rejuvenate Kristen for the Oscars. I don't know. I mean, like, no, I don't. I, it's and you. I I don't think she can win only with Critics Choice with the uh, the most divisive movie of the five. So that's the biggest issue is the yeah. movie is very divisive. And I would argue you could actually make the case that maybe Nicole and being the Ricardos is the second most divisive because it only got the three acting. It is. I mean, we've, we've talked about how weird it's been. Like it's run with like between the guilds and the industry, like with BAFTA and the Academy, like it's, it's already won two guild awards yep. for uh makeup and hair or hair specifically and, and set direction right and meanwhile tammy faye did not win a single makeup and hair no. award at the but nominated yeah nominated and uh tammy faye has the oscar nomination for that so so if if, if yeah. spencer and being the cards are the two most polarizing then you're left with lost daughter for olivia coleman penelope cruz for parallel mothers and jessica Chastain, rise of tammy faye and of those i don't know i mean maybe well the thing is is like Tammy Faye is not a polarizing film, I don't no, think, like in the way not. Spencer is, or even being the Ricardos, but it's it's a weak film. It's you know? what we used to call when we used to travel, maybe like an airplane movie, which is yeah. not a negative. I yes. think it's just is it's just an enter, it's a very easy watch with this incredible performance. I mean, she mm-hmm. is awesome in it. We talked about this film. Like she she is the movie. When we start when we when we saw it, I feel like back. I don't know if we both saw it. I didn't see it in September. I, I saw it in like November. So when we both saw it in yeah. November. We both left it being like, she's awesome in it. The movie's fine. It's like totally watchable and like a solid, you know, B basically. But like, she's awesome. She's like an A. And it's like, I guess she could win for it. It wouldn't be the, it, the we've seen way worse movies win for actresses, I would argue, including recently, Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not, we don't need to mention which, but uh, certainly- uh, 
Yeah. And, and, you know, with best actress in particular, not a lot of correlation with the best picture, right. you know, so it, they don't need to be clearly do not need to be in a strong film <laughs> to right. win best actress. So I wonder, I don't know, I guess we'll see what critics choice says. I mean, at least the only reason I think critics choice would be important is it could like, couldn't like confirm about like if Jesse Chesney wins a critic's choice, then people are just going to be like, Oh, I guess she's winning. You know what I mean? Like it's just going to like, kind of like self-fulfilling prophecy, basically. Um, if Kristen Stewart wins, it might, and she gives like a great speech or, you know, the, the Twitter buzz or whatever uh, is a hashtag cheer moment. Uh, then maybe, I mean, it will really for sure be a hashtag her. cheer moment. If Kristen wins critic stories, like, it's, but I, I, I mean, it might create more of a dialogue around her and maybe she ends up like edging ahead. I do think that Nicole Kidman, I, I probably will move off of her because I just don't know what else she's going to, like, would she not win anything and then go and win the Oscar? It just seems like. Yeah, she, unlikely. well, she has the globe. That's right. It. She has and, the globe, but now she doesn't have, if she goes globe. She can't get the BAFTA. And can't get the BAFTA. Lost SAG. Lost yeah, Critics' Choice. not going to get Critics' Choice, I don't think. And she also, um, I have to check the. I don't think she's even on the Metacritic uh, awards list because, like, she didn't win anything. Right, it didn't win a lot. <laughs> or like, she hasn't won enough to make whatever their top uh, threshold is. Um, right. So, yeah, it would be very weird indeed. But I guess it also depends on like how the entire membership feels about all five of these performances. Like, we know how the acting branch feels about them and like being a Ricardo specifically. Right. And then it's like, maybe the entire member, I don't know, they, maybe they, they're kind of just apathetic about all of them. It, it could be the case. I don't know. We talked about that. And then maybe, and we could talk about this again on Wednesdays, not to like totally go all in, but I'm like, this is another case maybe for Penelope Cruz or Olivia Coleman who ends up winning. Yeah. Like, if they could just be, all be like evenly split. So it won't take a lot for any one of them to win. Right. And if those are the best movies, like they're definitely the best movies, I would say, uh, our lost daughter and parallel mothers. So the fact that, and they could continue, maybe that could push them over the top. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. So, uh, Nicole, not, not in the Metacritic top six, the top six are Kristen Stewart. Uh, she has 17 wins. Wow. Uh, Olivia Coleman with seven wins, Jessica Chastain with five, Alana Haim with six. Lady Gaga with two and Penelope Cruz with three. The funny thing about best actress, I feel like if you did it now, it would be a different lineup. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. I think Renate Reinsva for uh, Worst Person in the World. I think you could honestly argue that Alana Haim would make it in. Uh, but I guess we'll see. I, I don't, I don't know. know. They they seem kind of cold on the Grish Pizza. I know, but I feel like a little more time. I think maybe she could have gotten it. I don't or even, know. Do we want to talk about your guy, Bradley Cooper? I mean, that's the last time I guess we'll get to talk there, about it. A lot of Bradley Cooper clips in that uh, opening montage of like the year in film, which is like basically his entire performance in the movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, but good for him. Loved it. Uh, and I loved it. And during the show, they had an ad for Licorice Pizza Choice, which is out on digital this week, which I didn't realize. Uh, yeah, several of my friends would love to hear that. So same. I was like, they, oh, wow. I was just talking about it. that tonight. I was like, oh, my- my wife, she hasn't seen it. I was like, oh, we should really, I can't wait for it to come out. And now it's coming out so we can watch it at home. Um, but yeah, so Bradley Cooper was great. I thought you want to, we could do it briefly on the show. Love a tight, a tight two hours and 10 minutes. Michael Keaton kind of threw a wrench in it, but it was like worth but it. But they didn't cut him off. No. Bravo. 
Great job. Michael Keaton's speech started out like Christine Lottie at the Globes because he was in the bathroom. He did mm-hmm. a somersault up on stage. Amazing. Did a completely deranged like intro rant and then ended with this like incredibly tragic, uh, you know, uh, honoring his nephew. Of his, his yeah. nephew who died of a drug overdose. It sounded like uh, just an incredibly moving moment. They showed up. I think Vanessa Hudgens was in the audience crying. A lot of people tearing up. It was really great TV. And it was like, man, Michael Keaton, he rules. You know, his he's good actor, speech, Michael Keaton. His Emmy speech is, I, I can't wait. It's going to be so good. We'll talk about this when we do the TV briefly, but I will say after you, while I didn't switch off, Will, uh, Andrew Gar, switch to Andrew Garfield, you convinced me because you were so, so eloquently spoken <laughs> about uh, Evan Peters. About Zames. <laughs> I switched literally this afternoon before it closed, like 4.55. I was like... <laughs> I'm switching to Evan Peters. F it. I'm Michael Keaton, God love you. But I'm going, Joyce is right on about this. And he lost. So <laughs> this is why I don't con- I don't actually try to convince people to change. You like, didn't convince me, but you're, yeah, you, were, like, you were convincing. It wasn't, I didn't do it because you said to do it, but I was like, you made such <laughs> salient points. I was like, wow, I really uh, should, should listen to Joyce. But no, Michael Keaton's speech was great. And I led you astray, see? <laughs> I let you astray on Shang-Chi. You uh, did. <laughs> Brian Cox's speech was also incredible, just unhinged. He came up with a, a fuck Logan mask with the star on it. Great. Or, or, or uh, what was it? A fuck, it was off, fuck off. He wore that to the, the premiere back in October as well. Great moment. I didn't even, I actually didn't think he was there because when they announced the TV nominees, uh, they didn't show him, I don't believe, in the crowd. Oh, like doing, the, the category? I don't remember. They didn't show uh, him. And I was maybe like, he was oh, in the bathroom. <laughs> I guess he's not there. He must have been in the bathroom because then he rolled oh, up. I knew, I knew just, he was there because I saw like photos of him from the carpet. So, got it. Yeah. Uh, just rolled up and bellowed an incredible speech for the succession winning ensemble. And I almost forgot Sarah Snook and Matthew McCannion. So. Great. He was like, yeah, they're great. Sarah's yeah. in Oz, uh, Oz, I think he called it. And, and, it, and he was Matthew. like, she can't get out. <laughs> It's incredible. Uh, so that was a great moment. Uh, Helen Mirren won the the Lifetime Achievement Award. I thought her speech was good. I got to say, a lot of uh, red in the uh, montage of Helen Mirren, the movie Red, Joyce. Have you ever seen it? Uh, a- I have not seen that film, but I was mostly furious about the fact that they did not include Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Her Pretty iconic rough, film. right? Uh, another 1999 film. So Let me ask you this. Is that the, like... As a, as a viewer, was that the first time you knew who Helen Mirren was? For me, it might have been, honestly. As um, embarrassing as no, that might be. because I followed the Oscars prior to that. So I knew yeah. who she was. But what was but, she nominated for prior to that? For night in the, uh, the Madness of King George. Ah, uh, yes, you're right. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I, I have never seen me. that film because I was no. a child. Which was right. Now. So I was a child <laughs> who was not paying attention, I guess, to, to Madness of King George, but I was like, oh, teaching Miss Tingle, I liked. Because it was uh, from uh, Kevin Williamson, I believe, right? Was the writer? Yes, Kevin Kevin Williamson. Uh, it's it's the the I believe the only film he's ever directed. Right. It was killing Miss Tingle, and then I think they changed it. But uh, none of that. Yes, in my it was because they changed it after um, Columbine. Probably Columbine, I would yeah, say. Yeah, because it was it was uh, uh, 1999. Right. Yeah. Uh, or was it 97? No, it must have been 99. No, it was 99 because because uh, Dawson's Creek. Which oh, yeah. was created by Kevin Williamson premiered January twentieth, nineteen ninety eight, and you bet your ass I watched that. Um, and Scream was ninety six, which I saw. In the Scream was ninety six. Scream two was ninety seven. Dawson's Creek right. was ninety eight. Right. And then obviously Katie Holmes is in Teaching Mrs. Tingle because sure. she was the breakout star of. Right. Oh, I, re- I remember. I, I definitely yeah. saw it. Uh, well, so we'll do Elizabeth- like a, a late nineties episode one day. <laughs> well, definitely, we should do it. We're just gonna do a, a Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Uh, yes, dive. please. 
episode. Uh, but no, so Helen Mirren's future is great. Uh, Kate Winslet, unfortunately, not there. But then threw it to Kate Blanchett, who actually made me laugh out loud. She was just like, they just okay. got another Kate. It's like in, I was like, I, I love my Kates. So I, I felt like they were pandering to me. <laughs> that was great. Uh, love that moment. Uh, that was a cheer moment. Uh, the rest of the show, a solid. We could do the TV winners if you want. Uh, Comedy-wise, sure. not one surprise. Jason Sudeikis, Gene Smart, and the cast of Ted Lasso. I like that they were all the Ted Lasso people were together. I thought that was really fun. Well, no, Juno Tempo was at, she was the only yes. Ted person physically there. <laughs> she must be getting ready to do the press for the offer or maybe doing, uh, who knows what she's doing, but she was not there. Uh, but yeah, that was great. Gene Smart, I thought, had a great speech as well. When do you think Hacks is going to come back? I was thinking about that tonight. It's got to come They're back. They're filming before. it right now. So I could probably maybe another May release because yeah. first, first season was May as well. So that would be fun. I was yeah. like, oh, watching watching the promos, watching the clips from Hacks. I was. I, was, I mean, that, very... that's not a show that needs a lot of post. <laughs> no, I was I was just like, this show's funny. It made me laugh. I love it. I know. And uh, uh, yeah, great speech by her. Her first SAG win. Um, her first, uh, this year was, uh, marked her first two individual nominations ever. So right. great for her. And then, you know, love what she said about, you know, no, no one gets us actors. Yeah, she was, it was, it was a nice, it was a great night for actors. They really made themselves. Yeah. Congratulations uh, to actors. They don't get enough recognition. No, they don't. It was great. I, I loved, uh, I just love all, I love when they like, I love when they show some humility too, but I was like, it made me laugh. Like Jessica Justine, I thought her speech was really good, but she was like, she had a she had to catch herself when she was like I was like I'm so like she basically like did a lot of eyes and bringing the movie bringing Tammy Faye's story to the screen and had to be like we which I just thought was funny because I know she produced like was like a driving force behind the movie for years but it just made me laugh because she didn't write it obviously um uh what else for for out the the we were running through at early stages of the show a squid game uh ascendant moment where maybe was going to sweep the drama categories. Lee Jung Jae won for best actor, uh, Young Ho Young won for best actress. So we talked last week about the possibility of succession splitting the vote and, and Lee Jung Jae winning. Do you think that happened or do you think it was just like 160,000 people really, really like Squid Game? I mean, 160,000 people definitely did like Squid Game a lot and it's on Netflix. So, but I think, yeah, it probably... I think the vote split probably did have something to do with it. And I, so I, I feel like if squid game were not as huge of a hit, then succession could have squeaked out a win here in that category. But I think because squid game was so big, it was just easier for him to overcome the three of them. Right. I think, I actually think that's true. While I do think that Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong likely could have. Yeah, I don't I don't think Kieran was in the running to win. No, I just think that a lot of people really like amazing reactions from Kieran during uh, Nicholas Braun's I am an actor moment. So what a great moment. Nicholas Braun, incredible comic. Uh, Just just the best. Um, And then and for best actress choice, again, in hindsight, watching it. So I had switched. This is when I switched off. We talked about it. I was like, I think Elizabeth Moss maybe will win. And then I wish you stuck with Lizzie. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I, this afternoon I was like, I'm switching, I'm switching to Young Ho Young because I just think Squid Game is going to win something. And I had Brian Cox winning best actor. So I was like, I just have to make it win something. Make so it win. <laughs> you manifested this win. And then she won. But again, looking at the category, like we had said on on last week, Sarah Snook from Succession maybe is like the 
runner up here in theory or in our minds, but she's a supporting performance. She's a winner Jennifer in our Aniston, Right. And, and Reese Witherspoon for the morning show. And then Elizabeth Moss for Handmaid's Tale. Not a lot of buzz on that performance. And Squid Game is Squid Game. And, and you know, it's a great performance and she won. So I thought those speeches were awesome. I really liked them a lot. I thought the, the room is really excited for them to win. And I do think that that people really expected maybe Squid Game then to sweep it. But then Succession obviously won Best Ensemble. And I was not surprised by that again, just because I was like, well, it is a great ensemble. You can't. It, you can't it's like it. if if Succession could only win one award, that is the one it deserves to win the most. Yes. Because that uh, is the it's, it's the most ensemble out of all of the nominees. And it is such, I mean, even though like AFTRA is part of it now, you know, it's not solely actors. I, I feel like when you watch the show, it's just, that is how an acting ensemble works. And you yes. just have an appreciation for how they play off of each other. So I'm happy they pulled it out. It was great. It was yeah. a great moment. Brian Cox just storming up there. So I think if we're looking ahead to Emmys, I, I forgot who it was, Joyce. Uh, Michael Schneider maybe was like Squid Game drama front runner. I don't believe that. I still think <laughs> succession no. is. So is, the thing with Squid Game is like it was always going to perform the best here. Right. Because like SAG is just so populist and just a, a very middle brow crowd. Sure. And it 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 reminds me of Stranger Things, another huge Netflix populist mm-hmm. hit that also won the Ensemble Award. Um, and it, I just, and I remember like when it came to the Emmys for its first season, people were, were predicting it to win and like predicting Millie Bobby Brown to win <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, I don't think it's, it's, it's just like the Emmys are not going to go like that far to not, I don't think they have like necessarily a bias against it, you know, but it's, it just doesn't. There are other shows in the running that have more going for them, more going for them uh, overall, and right. I think it's still going to be tough to beat Succession. And we have like other stuff that we know the Emmy voters like, like Ozark uh, and Stranger Things. I mean, there's other yeah. popular things too coming, right? Like Stranger Things will be in here for the Emmys. And stuff. Yeah, like Better Call Saul's back, even though that's never won anything, but yeah. it'll be it'll it'll get its place back as a nominee. <laughs> Uh, Killing Eve is back for its final season. Um, and then there's, you know, the new shows that could pop up. So right. like Winning Time, which I just uh, watched all the screeners for. <laughs> You've finished all of them. Wow. I've only watched the first one. Uh, yeah. Very excited uh, for that. I have, a, I have a lot of thoughts on that one. Too. I can't wait. I wait, can't wait to, to talk about that. <laughs> I think I, I think I, embargo's I, up tomorrow. So. <laughs> so that's great. Uh, no, the succession. Great. I can't wait for it to win about jammies. Um, and that was really it. Right. Any other, did we miss any categories here? Uh, um, yeah. Well, yeah. Kate wins that one uh, as expected. Uh, right. I, I love that, you know, they let her zoom in to present to Helen Mirren, but then yeah. they didn't let her zoom her speech. <laughs> I imagine she was pre-taped for the Helen Mirren thing. And then uh, yeah, but like she she could still, I mean, they they sent the SAG statuettes to the the Ted people. Yes. In London. So they could have asked her to do something. Uh, uh Benedict Cumberbatch and Jesse Clemens had to awkwardly accept her her actor. Uh Joyce, how over under on the amount of people who did the uh oh, it's so heavy gag. I saw at least two. Kieran Culkin did it. And uh, I forget who else. Great. Uh, Gene Smart did it. So. Um, there's there's going to be a, a ton of them uh, backstage when they're all signing their certificates to like get the award. I think I think the second word is like 14 pounds or something. Like, it's pretty it's heavy. 11, yeah, it's it's pretty heavy. Um, but yeah, I, I love Salma Hayek just awkwardly waiting for Michael Keaton. <laughs> 
that was great. That was a great moment of uh, live TV. I, I would say like a lot of, I saw a lot of chatter on, on the, on the Twitter choice about how like, this is how it should be. And like not cutting off speeches, which I agree with. And like, you know, look at, look at all these great emotional moments you're allowing and, and comparing it to the Oscars decision to, you know, just kind of destroy their show. Uh, as a person who was not totally anti it, I was like, you know what the best part about the SAG Awards is all these people are like really famous and they're giving speeches. So that kind of helps. I think it's like a, you're kind of, it's hard to compare this to the Oscars when you have a uh, craft people and stuff who aren't as well. well giving speeches. I mean, like to be fair, there are a lot of amazing moving speeches from below the line people. Yes. yes. So we just need to give them the platform to make their speech for them, for it to become like this viral moment. True. But I, I would say it's easier. It's easier when the, when the, the speech giver is Michael Keaton or, uh, you know, an actor. But the thing and, going for the SAGs is like, it's just actors. So right. if you want to see movie stars and TV stars dress up and make speeches, then this is the show watch, watch the SAG Awards. Um, and it's two hours, which is Yeah, great. it's only two hours. They great they deal. started cutting clips from categories, uh, but just the, just the TV categories, they put the clips back for the film category. I thought that was really funny. They ended up really only cutting. I only noticed it with uh, actor and a limited series they did it for both uh yeah kate and like michael keaton kind of like hilarious that they just like total disrespect they have such disrespect for that category no ensemble for that category and then just were like get the clips out of here we got these categories won by kate winslet and michael keaton (laughs) we got to show show more clips here from the from the movie stars the real stars we got to make yeah yeah you know these the the drama and comedy ensembles they don't get their own clip package presented what you what do you think of the clips for actor and actress? Uh, so for actor, was I Benedict- don't even remember them. Oh, oh no, the Benedict one was bad because I that the performance Benedict- is yeah. a lot more than just yelling. It was a weird choice. The will, the yeah. will one was him with uh, Venus at the net, which right? Is like that was yeah, that was moving. Movie. That was that when I saw the movie, I was like, that's that's an Oscar clip. Great Oscar moment. Yeah. I looked like Will was actually getting emotional watching it in, in the audience. It's sure. such a good yeah. scene. He was like, uh, "Wow, I'm so good." <laughs> I also thought Andrew Garfield's clip could have been better. It was the, the they picked the bo- oh uh, yeah boho days, right? I think with musical performances, it's always do you pick a moment when they're singing and dancing or do you pick an acting clip? Like for Ariana, it was an acting clip. It wasn't America. I think they should have done an acting clip for Andrew. Yeah. But which one? I don't know. I haven't seen this movie since November. So I don't... Well, an easy one would have been like him with like uh Raman de Jesus. Oh, probably. right. When he finds out he's HIV. Yeah. Yeah. You could also done like a different singing one. I just, I know why they picked the boho dates. Cause it's like, it's natural. Well, why is the most emotional one, right? The one at the Delacorte Theater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then what else do we have? Oh, uh, Javier Bardem was screaming at, at, about uh, communism, I think. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's the best option for him. I think they could. I would have gone maybe with him uh, dressing down Tony Hale. With It's a little too many swears. Oh, maybe. like um, don't like patronize me. With, yeah, like, that part uh, is really great. Thing. I think. Yeah. Uh, and and Denzel had had you know can't really go wrong with the Shakespeare so legendary troublemaker was that what Reese said yes he's a legendary <laughs> troublemaker <laughs> what what were the, the the actress ones were good well, Olivia's was great they need to do that one for Olivia Olivia's was great because they cut right before the stupid kids are going like Blue Lives Matter that scene is so insane <laughs> in the movie. I know. 
<laughs> she's gonna cut their little dicks off and they just uh, just play that clip for her at every single show <laughs> so that scene was great uh nicole kimman had uh when she's like visualizing the the grape stomping for okay Lucille right, Ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jessica Jessane had when she's talking to the to the uh, HIV positive, right. uh, doing that yes, interview. Yes, that, that's TV. a good one for her. Great moment uh, in the movie. Um, and who, who I'm already, I already uh, Gaga. What was Gaga? Gaga was uh, talking to Jack uh, Jack Houston, right? Isn't he in it? Um, about how like when he comes to give when he comes to serve the divorce. Oh, day, okay. The, the her scene with like that like Jaguar uh, like brooch on her yeah. that, that was the only thing I was looking at in that scene and then I think Jennifer Hudson had one where she was like confronting Forrest Whitaker I believe is that right or yeah he plays her dad yeah okay so, okay yeah not bad. um yeah Olivia Coleman best clip Olivia yeah. Coleman best clip but not there she was another one who was not there I looked like I mean she doesn't go to she she didn't she wasn't there when she was nominated for the favorite because she was shooting the crown and obviously she wasn't physically there last year so I, I don't think she's ever been to the SAG Awards. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, so any any last words, Joyce, before we wrap up here? We'll we'll, t- we'll come back on uh, Wednesday, like you said. We'll talk about West Side Story and maybe Licorice Pizza and Best Actors. I know, that now, now that they're available to the masses. Now that people can watch them. Can't wait for the discourse around Licorice Pizza to have a third life. It's going to be so It's going so to be really fulfilling. good. Very excited for it. Really great. Can't wait for that. It's going to be a lot of good takes. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, but no, I was, I was thrilled. I, all my faves won. So I was like way in Coda one. I was like, yes, Will Smith. Yes. Have you, have you made any changes to your Oscar predictions since not yet, then? but I really, so I always do this. We did this last year and I've done this every year I'm, when there's a front runner, I'm always trying to like tie myself into knots to think of a way not to pick the front runner. And so power of the dog is obviously the front runner. <laughs> and should win but i will spend the next six weeks or four weeks now uh it's literally literally four weeks now uh trying to think of ways it won't win i don't know i'll come up i mean that's what everyone does come up with king richard come up with west side story those will be the three that i really focus on because i think even though like i said even though power the dog went over three tonight it it still it, it came out uh okay because if if you believe as everyone does that Belfast is number two, it didn't win anything either. So I think if Belfast was going to win against Power of the Dog, it needed to win here. Even though I don't think SAG matters that much from an ensemble perspective, as yeah. like an Oscar, you know, jump off. I do think Belfast needed like a hey Belfast. That's a good that's a good alternative. Now everybody's like hey Code is a good alternative. So you know it doesn't needed something. If, would you say for the acting, if I, uh, like, right now, gotta say, do all the actors match? Does SAG go four for four with the actors? Do all these actors? Win? I mean, they went two for four last year, <laughs> so not likely. Um, I would say it, like it, it probably misses one. It seems like will. It, it probably it like, like maybe I think the easiest one to say is actress, right? It seems like a miss actress and it could miss supporting actor. Yeah, I would and rank it like actress, supporting actor, uh, actor, lead actor, supporting actress. Supporting actress would be like an absolute stunner. Yeah. If Ariana DeBose did <laughs> she's, not. She's going to be our sweeper of the season. Congratulations to Ariana DeBose. <laughs> <laughs> and then Will is Will is shaping up pretty strong. Yeah, like I Will, I don't think he's going to win the BAFTA. I mean, if he, if he wins the BAFTA, man, just... Lock it up. <laughs> like, <laughs> write it up. That's it. Start engraving that Oscar, Will. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. So, 
yeah, so that's that's the the likelihood of uh, uh, I think likely to correspond. I think that's I think that's fair. All right, Joyce, I, I'm gonna go and and go find the Blair Witch, and uh, okay. you have a good night, and I'll talk right. to you tomorrow. Okay, bye, <laughs> bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. <laughs>